Alright you guys, we're back with another episode. I'm excited about this one. I've been preparing for this all week, you guys. So, we're gonna go ahead on and jump right into it. I'm gonna let my guest introduce herself and we're gonna get into the show. So go ahead, tell us about yourself. Alright, Gina, I am Johnny G and I'm an erotic performer and I have a book that I just released called how to be a male porn star in six to nine days and um it's uh it's a new adventure for me um writing and being an author of my own books i've got a publishing company called doggy style so this is this is interesting i love it so for those who don't know explain what erotic performer means okay so you can have uh, performances that are live, recorded, or streaming. And my preferred medium is streaming camera. So a webcam performer or a live performance on camera in front of a virtual audience. Okay, so would you consider if someone were to say, hey, he's a porn star, would you say that's correct? Or would you say, no, like I'm an erotic performer and that's okay. what you... So I actually create scripts and I inter invite people that I'm either in a relationship with or that I have a good relationship with to perform with me if I'm doing a double or a trio or something like that. Doubles and trios. We're going to get into that. So <laughs> what made you get into this field of work? Like, this is very spicy. Like, Okay, so... I was a travel influencer and I was going around the world and my life was amazing. I went to uh, five-star hotels, uh, great restaurants around the world. I met some beautiful, amazing girls and had a lot of sex. And people were asking me if I was a gigolo. And I, I was shocked and I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not a gigolo. I'm an, I'm <laughs> an influencer for Instagram. And I stopped after COVID and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not going to be traveling around the world because of COVID. I need to, to kind of um, find something else I'm interested in doing. So I started pursuing this after talking to a couple friends. Ooh, COVID messed up a lot, but it taught me a lot. I will say that. So speaking of COVID, how do you feel doing what you do how do you what is your take on OnlyFans okay so OnlyFans is a platform that is just like any other marketplace for services or goods that you buy on the internet um, their model is that you can record video and present it to your audience and you can do live streams as well and they have a subscription base um, I don't really like the model. I don't like their website. I, I actually have my own website called Doggy Style, and it functions very similarly to OnlyFans. You can have an audience or a fan join. They can come in. They can watch you. You can. They can buy your recorded videos. They can request um, some kind of custom video or something like that as well. Oh, okay. Y'all better go check that out. Um. What would you say 
so far doing this is your favorite thing about it? Like, what makes you want to be like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this? Honestly, I like stories. And when I'm creating some kind of scene or skit or scenario for a scene, if it's with another person or it's by myself, uh, I have a trained actor background and I'm basically writing my own script and having fun with it. So that's really fun. This, the sex part, yeah, that's great. Uh, orgasm, everybody feels good about. But as far as um, working with other companies or anything like that, I haven't wanted to do that. And I'm actually going to be looking into that this week. But um, I would say the story and just being free to do what I want. So take us through a a normal day of being on set or recording or what what's a normal day for someone in your profession look like? So on my site, I have a live streaming yoga series, which I do, and it's called Downward Dog. And I do that nude. So you can watch me doing yoga poses and I go through a flow, which is pretty nice. Um, I talk about tantric sex, breathing, uh, kind of guide people in their relationships if they have questions. And if someone requests me to do some kind of private camera work or uh, a private chat, I generally don't do that. Um, I create my own scenarios. So on a daily basis, um, it's writing, acting something out, creating some kind of uh, video production, rehearsing it, and then going live. That's a, that sounds like a full day for, honestly. But it, it sounds exciting. I'm just, I'm so interested in all of this. So what would you say was the most crazy experience that you've gone through during filming or being outside, just being known? Do you get stopped a lot? What would you say is the craziest thing you've experienced and you're like, oh, wow, like, this is a lot? Okay, so... I am not recognizable out on the streets, mainly because I do POV-style shooting if I'm recording video. And... If I'm doing some kind of uh, scene where I'm going to be basically broadcasting myself everywhere in the world, I split my personality and I became another character. And it's called the Alpha. So the Alpha is an aggressive, dominating force. And I actually dominate women that are married or have uh, a boyfriend in the room. And these men are not cuckled. I, I forcibly take their woman, but it's it's rehearsed, it's acted out. So that's pretty crazy, I'd say. Is that like a form of, cause I have these sexual based conversations um, about dominance and submission as far as in the bedroom. Is that like a form of like CNC or is that just acting? Um, so in my professional acting, I did Meisner training and the, the 
definition of Meisner acting is the reality of doing in an artificial situation. So I'm actually doing the things that I'm doing. It's real intensity, real emotion. I can stop and start when I need to or cut when I need to. And people have a safe word or something like that if they need to, to back off. But um, in general, everything's real. But it's known going into it. You know the scene. You understand? That yeah. makes it a little bit more comfortable for people. That makes sense. Um, How do you go about picking the woman for... The, the scene, the movie, the recording, how do you go about saying like, okay, it's going to be her and then obviously I'm sure it's, you know, different women, but like what is your process as far as picking and choosing? Honestly, I haven't shot anything with another person in a couple months and uh, a couple reasons for that. I travel quite a bit and when you get out of the loop, people quit or they get hired to do exclusive work and you can't use them if they are under management or has an, a, a private agent that's exclusive. So uh, to find someone, it's really about networking and I'm actually going to an event called the XBiz Miami this week or next week and there, there will be lots of models, webcam performers and people that are looking to network and if you feel a good connection with somebody, then you can offer to do a collaboration. Um, I've also been on Tinder and met a couple porn stars. Um, people from OnlyFans have reached out to me to perform with them. And uh, traveling was a different story. Um, people will do crazy stuff on vacation. That's all I have to say. Ooh, you know what goes on on vacation stays on vacation. Mm, we, oh, oof. Have you ever caused a strain in somebody's relationship, like with your type of work? Like, have you ever messed with somebody's wife or had any scandal being doing what you do? Not, not professionally. No. Okay. Um, I did. In China, I got involved with a married woman, and she had been neglected for six months. Her husband was living in a different country for a year, and she was very lonely. And I kind of disrupted their family. So, so with that happening, what is your take on infidelity? Um, I don't look at things with loyalty and fidelity the same way as I used to. And my mind has been broadened. I really think that a male-female relationship, if people are pair bonding, it's because they want a child or they're a partnership for some kind of life business. So if you can have, um, I'd say, fidelity, not fidelity, but um, solidarity in your, your vision of what you want and you're open with your communication, I don't think there's too many problems that can exist besides jealousy in a lot of ways, but there's ways around that if you plan things the right way. So. I can agree with that. Um, what would you say, or what is your routine with keeping, you know, a clean bill of health in this profession? I have to go to the, the blood 
bank or not the blood bank, but the the blood lab um, every two weeks. So I get a 10 panel STD test. And if I'm not doing that, I can't perform with performers that are professional. So people can request that companies can request that. Um, it, it is a professional, um, responsibility for each individual. So I do that. And as far as safety on things, I mean, using your better judgment a lot of times is the way to go, but also, you know, taking precautions if you wanted to, or, or doing things, condoms are not a bad thing, but, um, a lot of people, including myself, don't prefer condoms. So do you feel like condoms take away from the scene? Like if you're having a real intense scene, but it has a condom on, do you feel like that takes away from it? No. Um, my, my performance, my 99% of the guys that are doing porn on a regular basis are injecting themselves with some kind of stay hard medication or they're taking Viagra or something like that. Just that little downtime when you have to put a condom on or you got to stop for a second and you got to think about all this stuff, it, it can kill your intensity for a moment, especially when you have a camera rolling or something like that. If you just have your impulse, your, your primal instinct going, you, you don't want to think about that. And that's part of it. And the, the sensation is, yeah, it's much better. Um, I'm If you're going to get graphic on this, I don't know if you want to get too graphic. Oh, but yes, I, please do. <laughs> I love when a girl likes cum. So if she likes to play with it or eat it or, or touch it, but like the more enthusiastic she is with that, the more I get excited. So can, there's a question that all the girls want to know being, you know, that you are in this profession, they want your opinion. The term, the sloppier, the better when it comes to oral sex? Okay, so this really depends on a couple different factors, but it could be fun. I mean, if, if you have a technique that is really good and you are sloppy and, and fun with it, that's great. If you have another technique that's very precise and, and um, quiet or whatever, if it makes you excited and it makes me excited, great. So there's not really like too much on that. This, the sloppiness also, the other factor in this is how big your cock is. If you've got a 12 inch dick or a eight plus inch dick, a, most of the time a girl's not gonna be able to take that down or a person's not gonna be able to take that down and slobber all over it. They're gonna kiss it or something like that. But uh, most of the time, a female performer will prefer a smaller dick or an average sized dick for a sloppy blowjob. Okay. See, I, I can agree with that. Um, they also want to know what is your opinion as far as men or as far as women giving. I'm going to say a rim job, but, you know, they call it eating a man's ass. Okay. It feels good. Um, I think you got to be really comfortable with it. And I, I think that the, the more effortless things are and the more comfortable you are with things, the better it is. 
So if you if you make some kind of ritual out of it, like I'm going to eat your ass tonight, that's going to get a little awkward for people. So I can say. So how would a man? Um, this question is actually from a guy. How would a man approach asking for that from a woman? Because obviously, I'm sure you know, traditionally it's frowned upon, you know, in the heterosexual community. Oh, uh, so I I actually had a conversation with a couple of millennials. Uh, I'm a little bit older, but the millennials, they're they're all eating ass. Like it's a, like a normal thing. So um, g- generational wise, yeah, there's a little taboo towards things like that. Um, one, I would say like get good with your fingers before you put your tongue anywhere. Mm, interesting. And that's going to help people feel more comfortable. Oh, okay. During filming, what would you say is your favorite or freakiest sex move performed on camera? The freakiest sex move performed on camera. Or your favorite, if you don't have a... Mm, So, okay, so there's two different versions of that. One is what I like to watch, and one is what I like to do. Mm -hmm. And um, there's... For anal sex, do you know what the word gruel means? No, but please tell us. Okay, so if a vagina is really wet and lubricated, it it drips like a a runny egg or a snot type of consistent, like a really viscous um, jelly-like fluid. Mm -hmm. And if you're having anal sex and you're watching this watching a pussy drip like that it it's really highly erotic for me and i i would say that's pretty bizarre for the most part uh you can't see it when you're doing it Mm -hmm. so it's not something that i I say oh yeah i love doing that um i would say what i like to do that's freaky um god I don't think there's anything off limits and, and I'm trying to like imagine what you guys think is freaky compared to what I think is freaky too. Um, I would say I, if, if I, if I was having sex with two girls at the same time, I would like to, I, this is really what I feels good to, to come inside both of them at the same time how do you manage that 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 i've never heard that but that is actually fascinating how do you how do you manage that uh the girls position themselves on top of each other and their pussies will be kind of close together and upon ejaculation and orgasm you'll start and depending on how big your load is you'll you'll come a little bit and then you'll finish in the other person I just learned something new, y'all. Man, listen, listen to this. But this is okay. But to do that, is there like a level of like self control that you would need to like only come a little bit and then pull out and then come in the other one? Mm, I yeah. I mean, when you say self control, 
after years and years of understanding your body more and more, there's things that will happen and you'll know, okay, I could feel the seminal vesicle filling up and starting to, the fluid starting to flow and I'm going to start to, to come soon. So you know exactly when if you're in tune with your body. Oh, this, I am learning. Uh, listen, I feel like I'm in school for sex right now. So, let's kind of go back to the whole making of you entering this profession. What would you say? I've heard all the, you know, positives, the fun. It sounds fun. Um, but what would you say is the not-so-fun side of this? Relationships. How has this affected your relationships? Um, it's not something that everybody can uh, feel comfortable with or adjust to, and they they don't attempt it. They don't give it a chance. So I think that that's a problem. And females that are doing this work, if they are having a relationship with another performer, um, there, you can think about it as jealousy, but really it's not there as much. It's just, you don't always find a person that you mesh with really well in the industry. You kind of want to date outside the industry a lot of times. Mm, I just, how, how do people outside of the industry take that though? Dating someone who's in the industry. Well, um. As far as have you had like a bad or good or bad experiences like dealing with women who understand, but dealing with women who just like, no, I can't deal with that. I, I lived in Colombia and I lived in Russia for a while and prostitution is prevalent and legal in Colombia. And I believe it's also legal in, in Russia. And the way that it is in the culture, it's like a career. So I was in Colombia and I dated someone for six months and I was telling them, I think I'm going to start porn. I wrote some scripts and stuff and they're like, oh, cool. And it was a completely different mentality for acceptance. Um, here in the States, it's this taboo. Oh my God, you're going to do porn. And then you go home and masturbate watching porn. It doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Wow, I did not know that. Um, so how long would you say, how long could you see yourself doing this? So I'm going to write a couple books that are covering topics that I feel are something I want to work on myself and develop. And one of them is if I decide I want to have a family in the future, how to cope with that and have children and raise children. So it would be either stop at that point or keep going. And I don't know how long that would be, but that would probably be the, the pause where I'd make a decision. And because I, I imagine even nowadays, if you were a performer and you had children in school, you're going to be harassed or the child's going to be harassed when the, the parents or the children start finding out what they do. Right. Right. So. I, I completely understand that. Um, so speaking of books, mm -hmm. tell us about the book. Um, okay. 
I just purchased, I'm about to purchase it. You guys go check it out. I'm going to add the links. Um, I'm going to drop the links so you guys can go get it. Um, tell us about the book, though. All right. So I read several books. I, I'm one of the, I, I read many books about how to perform sex and sexual activities and, and secrets to sex when I was younger, starting from probably 15 years old up. And I, I've been an avid reader and uh, I've authored a couple other books, not in this genre. That's why I'm saying this is new for me. Um, the, the book is catering towards men learning how to navigate in the business, but it can be used for women, transgender, um, anybody that wants to purchase the book to understand what's necessary. And this is not a sex guide. It is a guide on how to become a performer in the industry and how to solicit business or jobs how to uh, develop yourself in a fan base and what platforms you need to be on in order to be ranked, things like this. So it's, it's really a technical guide. I've, I've softened it a bit with some funny language and some pictures and stuff like that. So you'll get something out of it there, but um, really it, it's essential. If you want to have success in this, if you thought to yourself, I want to be a porn star, not just a performer, I want to be a porn star. You need to read the book. It's you need to follow the principles in the book. It will not work unless you do that. Make sure y'all go get it. So to a young man deciding, I want to go into the adult industry, the adult entertainment industry. I want to do everything. They listen to this and they say, I want to do everything Johnny's doing. What is one piece of advice besides going to get the book would you give to another man wanting to enter the industry? Do not send unsolicited dick pics. Please. Please. <laughs> I second that. Please. It is. I, I have my website, which I have people that are performers that want to work contacting me. I offer jobs up for that kind of thing for different roles if I'm writing a script. And always, I, I, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guys sending me this, and they're, they're not pretty. They're, it's just bad communication skills, and it's, it's unwarranted. Like, you, you, whoa, okay, yes, I'm in the business, but I don't want that in a text message. Absolutely. I more than agree. Well, again, you guys, please go check the book out. You can find it on Amazon. Go ahead and tell us the website again. It's doggystyle.com. And in the word style, there's two Y's. Well, you heard it here first. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate all the information that I didn't know that I do now know. And I'm about to go order this book, y'all. So I don't want to be a porn star, but I'm going to read it because it just seems like something I need to read. I love to read. I'm an author also. I write urban fiction um, stories. So I'm definitely going to go add this to my list of books. Great, Gina. It's a pleasure talking to you and being on the show. And if anybody needs to reach out, I can even also reach them out on social media with the same doggy style title. All right, you guys. And... I will see you guys next week. Thank you for coming. Thank you.